Welcome to Tool World. All right, welcome back to Tool World. This is David Jew, and I am here with Master Jew, eighth degree black belt. You're just trying to pump me up here, always saying eighth degree black belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to boost your ego here. Oh, okay, you, okay, okay. Boost your ego. Fourth Dan, David Jew. How's uh, that? Seems like a low rank. <laughs> Sounds like a low rank. <laughs> we all gotta go somewhere. Yes, sir. Got to get started somewhere, I should say. Well, anyways, so. How have you been doing? What have you been doing this week with our students? Maybe not black bulls, but have you been trying anything new with our pre-existing students, our color belts? Oh. Or um, how about this? We just had a color belt testing. Yep. So. Well, there's what, a lot of things that, that happened. We had a color belt testing the other day. Right. Well, last week, and then we also had Master Maletta oh, uh, right. from Australia, and he did a little seminar for us. Right. So is there anything that you saw from the color belt testing or maybe Master Maletta seminar that kind of made you think a little more, made you think about how we're teaching, what are we teaching to the students? Well, I think that'd be a <clears throat> really a better question is um, what did you think of what Master Maletta shared? Is it different than what I'm doing? Because I, I kind of look at it as like, oh, yeah, we're on the same page. It, there might be a little bit different spin on how he explains it, but I think really um, maybe you as a as a student lis- trying to learn something from someone else, is it the same or is, was it a little bit different? I thought primarily it was the same. I mean, he started out the seminar saying, you know, because we are higher ranks, so a lot of most of the seminar was black belts that he might be saying a lot of the same stuff. But it's said in a different way, so maybe, you know, to some students, they'll be able to get it more, or maybe they'll understand it because it was said a little differently. But I think overall, the seminar kind of just reinforced what we were doing. So you didn't find anything new? I don't want to say no. (laughs) 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 I'd have to think about that. (laughs) What you're kind of saying is you didn't find anything that was like, oh, wait a minute, that's quite different. Right. What you're s- saying is that, <coughs> yeah, what um, Master Maletta is saying is the same as what Master Jew is saying. Might be yeah. said a little bit different. He says it with a little Australian accent. Yeah. And I say it with a California accent. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's true. You know, well, there's some things that, little details that um, is different than what I'm teaching for sure. Like in Warong, he did cover that. Right. Warong, where you do the low side block with the outer form. And then he d- talked about the in-out stepping to help generate power. Mm-hmm. Where you go, you move your feet in about half the distance and then move it back into the um, to that stance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's a basically an in-out stepping motion is mm-hmm. what it is when we change right. stance. In Warong, I think, you know, he just covered it real quickly and he didn't go into details and he just talked a little bit about that in out stepping when we're changing stance. But in Warong, if you look at uh if you look at the encyclopedia, it shows the walking stance moves into the L stance. But it doesn't show us going in and out, it just shows it slipping back. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So that, but those are just little details, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and why would you do one versus the other? Um, kind of like um, Jun-gun, where you're in a walking stance in the high double forearm block, and then you slip back into the L stance doing in a reverse four fist punch. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't show as a in-out stepping. That shows it as a slipping back from the walking stance to the L stance. So when we look at those, like those te- particular techniques, that's more like a, um, imagine the application is you blocked and he's still moving forward. So you have to quickly execute a counterattack. Right. S- so you don't have that time to go in and out and then execute the counterattack. Right. 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 Well, now that makes a lot of sense. But so I think, yeah, so those are, those little details. <coughs> if, Every black belt's were on the same page. Like, uh, talk about competition, right? I mean, we're always kind of talking a little bit about competition. Is that <coughs> if one black belt, if one umpire thinks that te- technique should be in out stepping versus a slip stepping, and so if someone does it a certain way and someone does it another way, who's the winner? Technically, well, that's only one part of the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. But everything else is equal. It's going to come down to the umpire, his understanding of that particular pattern. Right. So we don't have control of that. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, we can control certain things. We should try to perfect that as much as possible and know each movement to its finest detail. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully <laughs> when you're in competition that you're on the same page as that uh, umpire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think last week we talked about Kodong and we kind of talked about the crescent kick, the defense hook kick. Well, we never really talked about the crescent kick. I mean, we did, but we didn't talk about like Houston or anything. Oh, right. We so kind of missed that. Houston. You execute a um, <coughs> middle backhand, yeah. horizontal back yeah. backhand strike, and then um, and then you do the crescent kick and you hit your hand. Right. And so the hand is more like a target. That's right. what it is. Right. Well, anyways, I think this week we're going to talk about still in Kodong, but we never got around to the pick shape kick. Okay. So what do you think about the pick shape kick? Um, well, pick shape kick is very similar to a downward kick, mm-hmm. except a downward kick is done in a um, like a half circle and straight down, mm-hmm. where a pick shape kick goes straight up and straight down. Mm-hmm. So pick shape kick is more like a um, <coughs> a technique that is to clear an area mm-hmm. to keep people away from the area, mm-hmm. and then um, and then execute the kick in a downward motion. The knee still has to be slightly bent, very similar to a cre- a downward kick. Right. Right. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. If you look at the application photos in the encyclopedia, you have two opponents. So you do you bring up the leg towards one opponent, and then you come down on the other guy, um, and you're kind of you're clearing the area on one side to strike on the other side. Right, because in the application it shows um, two people side by side. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, 
<clears throat> so you bring that leg up and forces one guy to move out of the way because he doesn't want to get hit, and the other guy doesn't move, so you you bring it straight down on him. So it's kind of like creating the capital A sign, right? Yeah. It goes straight up and it goes straight back down. Um, another way I can look at pick shape kick it might be you're sparring someone or you're fighting someone and he's starting to retreat. I was going to do a downward kick, but I just bring it straight up and then I sh bring it straight down because he's retreating. Right. The only reason why you need to go in an arc is because you got to clear the defensive positions, like clear right. their arm or whatever it is. Right. Well, I think for downward kick, the descriptions you're kind of talking about, you can bring the leg over someone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like right. two, two opponents, right? I can bring the leg over one guy and hit the other guy right. um, when I'm doing a downward kick. Where a pick shape kick is you're clearing that mm -hmm. person right? and then bringing it down. Yeah. I thought what was kind of interesting about the pick shape kick is that we actually bring our heel off the floor as we kick. So we're going the ball of the foot. So yeah, that's, a, that's not the norm, right? No more, mostly all the kicks are... The foot is flat on the ground. Right. So why why would that be? Mo I'd say more for reach. Mm -hmm. More for reach. Even if you're just clearing an area? What if you had no intention on hitting somebody? Am I still just trying to clear as much area as possible? Or am I trying to get as high as possible? Uh -huh. I mean, if you're really flexible, couldn't you just do that? I mean, there are some people that are so flexible. They, they just bring it up? They just bring it up and straight down. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, you you could if you were that flexible, right? Does the books actually say that it's a... You bring the heel off the floor, yeah. So why is that? I don't know. <coughs> so going back to... So we kind of took a look at the downward kick and the pick shape kick. So kind of going back to the pick shape kick, we see that we're raising the heel as we're coming up, but we're coming down and we're planting that foot. Whereas maybe in downward kick, our foot is still planted. So what's your take on that? Yeah, so um, pick shape is normally the heel is off the ground. Normally. Doesn't mean that it has to be, right? But I, <coughs> but I would say that the pick shape kick, if you look at it, the leg goes straight up and it goes straight down. So the standing foot is basically pointed forward, right? Mm -hmm. And so the raising of the heel helps elevate it and at the moment of impact the foot has to drop mm -hmm. and hits the ground so that at the moment of impact your eyes hands feet breath comes together at one time now right. with a downward kick <clears throat> your foot is actually going to maybe pivot off at a 45 degree angle as it comes up in the circle and then as it as it drops down the foot will then be replaced at the moment of impact so that again you're coordinating eyes hands feet breath together at the same time mm -hmm. right right see that's also something that may be a little bit of a um i don't i don't want to make controversy but if you think about like um uh, that principle eyes hands feet breath together at the same time when you do sitting stance and you do punches mm-hmm if your foot is completely stationed, glued to the ground, which most people do, mm -hmm. and you're punching, isn't that really the foot and then it's hand breath at the same time? Mm -hmm. 
it that's not working together mm-hmm. where the principle should be that everything comes together at that moment in time mm-hmm. so is it okay for that foot to move around while you're in a sitting stance as you do that punch and i would say yes mm-hmm. in other words in between the movement we we should be relaxed but at the moment of impact the foot has to be flat on the ground at the same time as the hand and as you breathe out mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense so you kind of brought up on the downward kick do we only go outwards it makes sense to do outward <coughs> because if let's say I'm in a right L stance and I do a downward kick where I go outward, what happens is that leg kind of protects that my body. Right. Whereas if I go inward, it actually opens up my inside part of my body. But right. th- but we're, there's lots of techniques that we do open up our inside of our body. La- Turning kick. Yeah. That opens up. Right. right. So um, the encyclopedia shows it as an outward, mm-hmm. but in theory, I think you can do it inward as well. Right. So that kind of begs the question back to <laughs> the crescent <laughs> and defensive, defensive hook can kick. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, but in this case, it's a little bit different because it says the the attacking tool is the back of the heel. I believe that's what it says. Yeah. The back of the heel and the downward kick is the back of the heel. That is defined, right? Yes. And so can you do it inward and outward? I I would say yes. In crescent kick and hooking kick, it says that the crescent kick is with the foot sole Mm -hmm. and the hooking kick is with the side instep. Mm -hmm. It's different. Right. Right? Right. So, I mean, we already talked about it. Yeah. You can't do a... You can't do an outward crescent kick with, and uh, if the blocking tool is the foot sole. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just difference, right? Right. The foot sword is no- normally. Well, so we'll go back to that crescent kick. If mm-hmm. if I was gonna do it with the foot sword, the foot sword is more of an attacking tool. Right. Not to say that you can't block with attacking tools. You have like pressing block. With the four fist, mm-hmm. which right. looks like a downward punch, right? And uh, pull on, right? Right. It's just a tool, right? But I think it's the way that uh, General Che defines certain things, and I think prob- probably it's um, maybe it's a translation between um, Korean to English, right? Yeah, I can see that. You mean so you think like pressing block with the four fist should have been like I don't know, pressing punch. <laughs> Pressing punch, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all, it comes down to that definition of what is a punch right. and what is a uh, bl- a block, pressing right. block. Yeah, pressing block obviously means you're blocking. Punching means that you're attacking something. It's a full twist of the attacking tool. Mm-hmm. Punching is different than blocking. Right. The tool itself, or the part of the hand, could be a similar. I guess that's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But why can't you say that the same with a uh, defensive hook kick? Defensive hooking kick versus a crescent kick, inward and outward crescent kick, or inward and outward hooking kick. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't, I don't know, he didn't have enough time. <laughs> he he didn't think about it enough. There's too much to go, to think about, <laughs> you know. I'm going to go with um, 
the name of the tool that you're using. Right. Right. So inward crescent kick is with the foot sole. Mm-hmm. The, the blocking tool is the foot sole. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it, moving in an outward movement, then it's a the side instep. And that's a defensive and hook kick. And that's a defensive hooking right. kick. Right. Right. Don't make it more confusing than it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love to hear what you guys have to think about that. All right. Well, that sounds pretty good. If you guys had any other questions or comments about the downward kick or the pick shape kick, feel free to send it in to us at our Facebook Tool World. Or um, don't forget to like us on uh, any of your favorite podcasts at Distributor. Yeah, and go ahead and share us with all your friends. Then we can have more discussions, <laughs> you know. We're waiting for a guest to jump on here, though. Yep. Soon. Hopefully uh, soon. Hopefully soon. Well, thanks, David. Yeah, thank you, Master Ju. We'll see you guys next week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.